The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Okay, so basically it's using hypnosis for therapy. Hypnos in Greek means sleep. So hypnosis is a form of sleep. And you've got REM, which is rapid eye movement, also known as dreaming. Hypnosis gets you into REM. What REM does in the brain is it basically creates a hole at the bottom of the bucket. So then all the stress can come out this way and not overflowing this way. Because if it starts to overflow this way, that's where we get states of overwhelm, anxiety, overload of stress, panic, paranoia, all of these things, depression. So if the bucket has got a good enough hole, you've got a good enough flow. It's a wonderful chaos, Solo or tandem. We work to find rest, we fight to find peace, Show. Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers and the atheists pray. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos. Welcome to this episode of A Wonderful Chaos. Hypnotherapy. To my l- left. <laughs> is Bambos Charles Dimitriou. To my right is Mr. Andy Shalef. I don't know if it's left or right, to be honest with you. Today we are on with Dipti Tate, who we know very well because she also had another episode on with a book that she had written called Good Grief. And if you want to listen to that episode, you can go back and listen to that. We love Dipti. We're going to discuss hypnotherapy <laughs> with her. We're going to do it on a wonderful chaos. So, Bambos, hmm. what a day. What a fucking day. Jesus. I can tell you that after yesterday's show, it was <laughs> like my inbox lit up with emails and comments. You know, I, I can't name names, but I get the why am I being such a dick to Bambos text or email? Um, you, when did you join the Stasi was another post or email I got on, on Skype. Um, you know, like. It's so funny because every time before we go into a session, you're like, Andy, I want to go and have my emotions and share them. And I'm like, Bambus, well, how do we make it softer? How do you like, no, Andy, I want to do it really. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to do it, we do it all the way. Andy, but we did make a video this morning to kind of talk about like, like the, the behind the scenes. Right. And I'm, and I'm yeah. hoping those videos will give people at least some perspective instead of getting triggered and reacting to yeah. what I think they see. Yeah. I think the thing is, and I've noticed this a lot in my life is that I kind of break people as horribly into two groups. The people who see that letting out emotions is just a good thing <laughs> and just, 
emoting and letting it be and not needing to attach to the emotion. And then the group that says, oh, my God, why are you digging into emotions? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so and so uh, with my the people that I hang out with, half of the friends are people that are doing a lot of internal work. And they're like, oh, great. Bombos is getting it all out. And the other half is like, Andy, why are you antagonizing Bombos? <laughs> why aren't you? Why are you asking him emotionally difficult questions? <laughs> so it was uh, it was it was nice to see. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm fully aware that when we when we said we we're going to do the show on on what did we do? S- single and shame. Yeah. I, I knew that you knew what you said yes to. And, and in a way, I feel so much love for you. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm, I know that I'm not only throwing myself in the deep end, but I'm pretty much making your life difficult. Yeah. And the fact that you say yes to it just because you know yeah. it's going to nurture me is is really um, the biggest, how should we say, expression of love. Yeah, thank you for that. I, I, I did know I was going in the deep end. I think I joked about it on the phone to someone before I went on the show. I said, oh, my God, this is going to be a rough one. But so now we've got Dipti on. And I think it's cool because uh, Dipti, you know, she not only talks about stuff, but she also has tools. And for the last 10 years, she's been using hypnotherapy as one of the tools in her toolbox of helping people. So I think it would be great as well during our time with her if she'll be able to test and experiment with us and uh, and see how it works for us. You've never been hypnotized. You know, I told you in the in the book, I mentioned the first psychiatrist that I ever went to see after my mom died and I was dealing with the aggression and anger towards my dad. I think I went maybe for two or three months and, and I was blocked. And I think, and it was clear that the, that the therapist wasn't going to really be able to go much further. So she said, she asked me if I minded if they do some hypnotherapy, would I mind being hypnotized is what she asked. Yeah. And what I noticed was that, uh, you know, and, and I think Dipti will come and say something about that. There's people that are more, I don't know what the word is susceptible to it or more, able to fall under hypnosis. Um, I don't know or believe I'm one of those people. So I, I, I didn't, I wasn't hypnotized in that, uh, in that moment. But uh, what I did feel was I, I, up to that point, I hadn't meditated before. So it was the first time I experienced that quiet mind. What that hypnosis did for me was it allowed me to feel more connected to that quiet mind and that was the experience that i got from it so and that might have been the intention of it by the way i don't know if that was the intention but that's what i came out uh that's what i came out with all i know from my own experience which is very recent actually with a lady called fara ludvika oh yeah fara does it yeah and we'll have her also on the podcast right um i joined the group where she does morning meditation okay and she's invented a thing called hypno meditation uh-huh. And what she'll do in the beginning of the meditation, she um, asks everyone their intention. And she she especially tells us, lie down. This is like you fully receiving. And she has such a soft voice that at some point she'll, she'll say, try to open your eyes and you just can't open your eyes. Really? It's like my eyes are glued. And at some point it's like, if I focus on trying to open my eyes, I'm going to suffocate in my body. So I try, I relax into it. And then she starts like whispering to your subconscious, like whatever the intention was. It's in Dutch. 
And and hopefully soon she'll also be doing it in English if she gets enough English speakers. But it it you do come out of it feeling like someone has cleansed you or something. And and I and I've done it just because as an experiment, but also I trust Farah. So I think she also says you cannot be mm. hypnotized against your own like resistance. You you need to be have you have to be able to surrender to it. Yeah. That is fast. So, so you you were hypnotized then. Yeah, and 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 it, and it feels like so good because I I know Farah. She's a very, um, I would say, she's very congruent in her life. So in a way, I trust her, and in that way, I can let go. Yeah, and I know I I know that whatever she's doing, the intention is love. That's beautiful. I and that, this was over a Zoom call, I guess. Uh, it, no, um, it's a Facebook group. Okay. And it's done on a Facebook live. It's a closed group. So you need to be part of it to be able to join. This was all done remotely. You you were hypnotized by someone remotely. Yeah. At half past seven in the morning, lying in my bed. We don't have to have our cameras on. We just have to listen to her voice pretty much. Wow. And, she, you know, she's like with a blanket also and drinking her tea and, and talking to us and... It's a 45-minute journey, and it's just really beautiful. It's a little bit scary if you think about it, because what happens if you go under, right, because you're remote, and then you can't come out again? We have to ask Dipti that. Yeah. But, but what I do know from Farah is she will ask everyone to write in the comments that we're back. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, because they have to check in. Let's see if we have her. Are you there, my love? How about that? That, there we go. Now we hear you. All right. Let me just, let's abandon the headset. We hear you clear now. So I, I don't like the headset anyway. That's fine. Let's just, let's just put that down there. Can I get one thing just clear? Yeah. There's something about your accent that I just love. And I don't know what it is, but every time you speak, I want to smile. <laughs> so so what is that accent and like is it specific to the area or what is, what's going on with that accent it's just london is it really just london is it really just that london in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so bambos and i were discussing everything that we had experienced with hypnotherapy till now and he explained a moment ago that he actually has a woman who runs a uh, it's not called hypnotherapy. She calls it hypno uh, meditation. Is that right, Bambos? She is a hypnotherapist, but she does a thing called hypno meditation every morning. Nice. And, and it, it's really beautiful. She speaks to your mm. subconscious mind mm. while she brings you into a, a space. And she'll like, I, I'll ask her afterwards, like, did you, did you make us like nudge our shoulders? She's like, yeah, I did. But when I'm in it, I'm not even aware that it's happening, but I can just feel my body getting nudged. Nice. So it's, it's almost like she can; she has control of my body. That's how much surrender there is. That sounds lovely. Sounds like a really good mixture of both um, modalities, if that's what you want to call them. Yeah. Mm. And, and what I, my question was right before you came on, and we'll get into we'll, – we'll backtrack, but I thought maybe we'll just bring you in where we were at this moment, was that – is there like a, especially if you're doing this remotely, is there a risk that the person goes under and that they, they can't be brought out where you might be able to do it if you were with them, but not remotely? 
I think that depends on the experience of the practitioner. Um, And I haven't had that happen to me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I've been working online for a long time. So um, it's, it's probably, I guess, in a way, easy to not get somebody back if you don't really know what you're doing. You know, okay. if you do know what you're doing, you, that doesn't happen. Okay. Um, and the reason why it would happen was because you would be working with someone called, and they, we call them sonambulists. So a sonambulist is a person who literally just starts relaxing and then you've seen them on the stage shows, you know, they just go, Ugh, you know, sack of potatoes immediately. So they go right into trance quickly. Um, and those are the really difficult ones to kind of bring back up again. Um, but if you know what you're doing, it's not that hard. So, yeah. Fascinating. I, I'm, I'm curious because we, we also said to hypnotize one of us on the show. And there, there's something quite vulnerable there. Like to what degree can, can you actually surrender when you're being witnessed by hundreds of people mm. on a that's also something that came, came up for me. Mm, and it's, you know, sometimes people kind come to me and they say, oh, hypnotherapy didn't work for me. And I will say to them, it's not the hypnotherapy that didn't work for you. It's the rapport that you had with the hypnotherapist. Mm. So that's, that's the skill of getting that rapport and getting that feeling of connection and trust. And once you've got that, you know, built up nicely, then it's, if, if you think about it in general life as well, this works in general life as well. You know, if you, if you're a bit worried about somebody or a little bit skeptical or a little bit fearful, then of course you're going to have your guard up, aren't you? You're not going to, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, just do whatever you like, crack on, you know, (laughs) you're just going to be more um, reserved or protecting yourself. But if you feel that the person that you're with um, is with you, connecting to you and has your back, basically, you know, and, and has a good intentions, and then you will be able to trust them enough. Would that be to say that anybody would be able to be hypnotized? Is, is that what you're also saying if they're in the right condition? Yes, exactly. If they feel um, relaxed enough and they feel open enough and they feel as if they can allow that experience in and surrender is a good word. If they feel that they are able to surrender and it's up to the practitioner really to make that happen. Uh, If they feel happy enough to let go fully, they will have the most amazing experience. Mm. It sounds like someone you're going to give LSD to. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be like, you've got to be in the right zone, haven't you, to explore anything. Because if you feel fearful of whatever it is, even if you go into the dentist, you know, if you're worried or scared or anxious about it, then you're going to clamp up, you know, you won't relax, you'll be all tense and your neurology will be tense and it will be difficult for everybody involved, right? Mm. My job really is to allow you to give you that space um, to fully experience what it might feel like to just let go of tension slowly, bit by bit, in different parts of your body. And then once you let go in your body, you start to let go in your mind. Once you let go in your mind, you then mm. kind of find your own flow. You know, and that in itself yeah. is pacing and leading, you know. 
it's it's a really lovely um, thing to do with people, especially uh, I, with people who are um, skeptical. Yeah, I was thinking that uh, if if one is more skeptical, that's probably harder to to uh, to put them under. I guess is the word one might use. So basically, no, in a way, because if you can imagine somebody who comes to me and they're like, I don't really believe this is going to work. That's not fully true, because if they didn't really believe it was going to fully work, they wouldn't have booked in and they wouldn't have turned up, you know, to the session. You know, they've got many other better things to do with their time. Right. So there is a part of them that is either hopeful it will work or does believe that it could work. So what is that part of them? You know, that's the bit I'm looking for. Mm. I'm not to convince them. I'm not trying to prove anything to them. I'm not trying to give them any kind of evidence yeah. about my accolades or what I've done or who I've done it with. It's just about helping them come to that point for themselves. You know? mm. Yeah. What was your first experience into hypnotherapy, Dipti, in a way that, Obviously, if you become a practitioner, in, in my mind, or at least in my experience, I, then I want to learn the practice. So did it help you overcome something in your own life? Um, yes. And I was in a really dark place when my mum died. And I think we talked about this in the other podcast. And that's how I discovered hypnotherapy. But um, someone actually said to me, have you tried hypnotherapy? I didn't really know what it was or anything like that. So I was looking for a hypnotherapist. But then I couldn't really find anybody that I was, you know, feeling like I was going to gel with or connect with. But then I did find the hypnotherapy school that I trained with. Um, so then I actually just immediately rang them. And I spoke to this amazing lady called Susan Rodriguez. And I call her the, I call her the kind of mother in the mothership. You know, that's how I feel about her. So she um, and her, her and David Newton, who run the Clifton practice kind of umbrella hypnotherapy place where I've trained. Um, they just said, why don't you just come and train? You know, we mm. have, a, we have a space and, you know, just come and, and, you know, do, just mm. do it. And then I was like three weeks later booked on the training. So I hadn't even had any yet. <laughs> so um, that was the most incredible yeah. experience because I then learned it while I was, feeling it and i'm quite mm. an experiential learner i need to feel something to learn yeah. it so that's how i how i Me learn too. i'm i'm actually going to work with farah in the upcoming time to to see if the, if there's to unlock any blocks that i might have towards money flowing towards me or in relationships Mm -hmm. And Andy always says sex and money are one and the same thing. So I thought, hey, why don't we just work with both of these? Yeah, good. Buy one, so get one free. <laughs> <laughs> That's so British, right? So, so, and the interesting thing is, I told her I, I'm more than happy that we document the whole journey. And she got really excited because she said normally people don't want to have their experience documented. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. I have oh, a question. If we take a step back to, you know, to the beginning, Bambus asked the question of where it started from and, uh, and, and the, the death, obviously. And that was my journey as well with my death of my mom, where I trying to make peace. But when you look at like just a more pragmatic question, like 
I, I quite honestly don't know what hypnotherapy is. I don't even know how it would be different than like hypnosis. So what, what, is, what is hypnotherapy and, and how would it be different than, say, something like hypnosis? Okay, so basically it's using hypnosis for therapy. That's, that's, that's simple. So hypnosis is usually the challenging word that people kind of get a little bit spooked over. And, you know, the same way as the word trance is a little bit loaded. So if I just explain what hypnosis is, that's basically what I do most of the day is demystify the word. Um, but hypnosis is just basically a form of sleep. Hypnos in Greek means sleep. So hypnosis is a form of sleep. So if you think about our sleep system, it kind of comes into four chunks. So you've got light sleep, then you've got REM, which is rapid eye movement, also known as dreaming. Then you've got deep, then you've got sonambulistic, which is basically you know, sleep paralysis, dead to the world, just, you know, a tree could fall into your bedroom and you wouldn't, you wouldn't wake up, you know. So there's those four states like this, and then your sleep cycle is kind of going this way, so, but it's going in a wave all through each of those states of sleep, right? So here's where you go to sleep, here's where you wake up. And an ideal sleep system is that you've gone through all of these states bit by bit. So bit by bit, you'll get a little bit of REM, at the beginning of the night, the middle yeah. of the night, and all the way through the night. And you go into REM like sort of six, seven minutes, but that's your dream state as well. So you're not in a dream all night. You just kind of pop in and out to your dream, if that makes sense, you know, through your sleep cycle. Hypnosis gets you into REM. That's all it's doing is getting you into the REM state and keeping you there for a length of time. Wow. And the reason why it's important to get into REM for a long period of time is because in REM, I've got this little bucket that I show people. So in REM, imagine your brain has got an emotional stress bucket in it, you know, and it's filled with stress. So for example, grief, Andy, would be like 10 times the size of this little ball, you know, and that's why we get emotionally overwhelmed when we have things like grief happen because it just like plops into the bucket all the little stresses fall out of the bucket and then we've got emotional overwhelm right yeah. what REM does in the brain is it basically creates a hole at the bottom of the bucket so then all the stress can come out this way and not overflowing this way because if it starts to overflow this way that's where we get states of overwhelm anxiety overly overload of stress panic paranoia, all of these things, depression. So if the bucket has got a good enough hole, you've got a good enough flow of that sort of uh, Bambos, can I just say something really quickly to you? No. Now, as Dipti talks, do you see how perfect she is to be on the BBC morning shows? I'm like entranced by her storytelling. Like Dipti. hypnotizing you. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this. Sorry, go ahead, Bambos. Um, like... Are there, have, did it ever go wrong where, where people had bad experiences or they, they, they had discoveries they couldn't come to terms with? Or I don't know, like what are the risks of doing hypnotherapy? There's a lot of questions here in one. So um, personally, I've never had anything bad happen mm. in my practice in the whole of the time I've been practicing. And I see people every day. It's not like I've got a little practice. You know, I've got a thriving practice. I don't I probably see 15 clients a week. And that's, it's been about 10, 15 since I started, you know, and that's a little, I don't know, you do the maths, my maths is quite rubbish. But, but, but in general, what, what, what could, what could go wrong? 
Yeah, what would be the worst thing that could happen if someone I mean, was? Working? I don't know how to answer that because it's because it's never happened to me. So I actually don't have an answer for you. Oh yeah, um, and also, I, yeah, I just don't know what could yeah. go wrong because so, it never happened. We, 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 but we need to answer these questions before we let before you let Bambos go under, so that we know we're protected. <laughs> okay, what if the answer is nothing? Nothing could go wrong. What if nothing could go wrong? When you're having the training, they don't say, don't do not do this because this can happen, for example. Mm. No, because no. we are accessing the left prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that you access when you are, you're in a good place. You're in flow. You're mm. in perspective. You are able to hold um, two kind of, or three or four ideas together at once without... Um, Without the bias happening, you are um, able to um, make a proper assessment of whatever is going on around you. So you're able to calculate risks as well as uh, figure things out. You're looking for solutions. Um, you're in that part of the brain that is innovative and creative and sorting things out. You're literally emptying your stress bucket. So when you're in that space, like everything's going right. There is nothing going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go in your brain, in that state of mind. Yeah, I'm I'm now looking at my REM sleep, Bambos. Yeah. And I'm good. seeing I'm seeing. Let's look, let's do an evaluation on that. I got an hour and a half of REM sleep last night. How is that compared to others in the world? Yeah, that's perfect. That's a really good 90 minutes of REM a night is absolutely spot on. So well done, you. <laughs> Good job. Um, do you, you touch yourself? Yeah, every day. You I do. Mean, like, yeah, because it's like a personal trainer not going to the gym, right? Why would you not do that? If you know how good it is for your brain, why would you not do that for yourself? So I do it every day without fail. You do what now? I don't know what what Bambos asked you. What you do? Oh, I hypnotize myself. <gasps> You can hypnotize yourself. Yeah, self-hypnosis. It's a thing. <laughs> you can hypnotize yourself too. I can show you how to do it. I can even show you how to do it now. Obviously, we're going to do that. Bambas, yeah. As long as Bambas is up for it. I'm up for it. And we have six viewers, so let's bring it on. <laughs> and anyone online, if uh, is there anything we should uh, prepare them or set them up for if they want to join? Basically, just go find yourself a comfortable position, get a blanket, because sometimes when you relax deeply, your temperature can drop. So get cozy, get warm, get comfy. So let's do this. So just for now, if you want to, allowing your eyes to close. If you don't feel comfortable with that, just lower your gaze. And first of all, just take your attention to your breathing. Really just start to focus on your own breath. With every breath in, Send it deeper. Send it lower. With every breath out, imagine you're letting go of anything you just don't really need to hold on to right now. So any conversations, any of that kind of negative stuff you might have going on in your mind, just for now, imagine that you're creating a boundary. It's like you're closing the door to that for now and just stepping into another quieter space. So with every breath in, just send it that little bit deeper. And with every breath out, completely release. 
just let go as if you're letting go of anything now that you just don't need to hold on to right now, just in this moment and in this time. Because right now you're taking this time for you and it's so important to just allow yourself to just be. Noticing whatever comes in and out of your awareness, just noticing, allowing the door to just be ajar so you can let things in as well as let things out. As you notice yourself relaxing, imagine that you can allow yourself to relax just a little bit more, paying close attention to the muscles in your face, especially around your forehead and that muscle in between your eyebrows. It's called the corrugator muscle because it looks like a little piece of corrugated cord. Imagine you're stretching it out like you're ironing it out so it's really smoothing itself out now. Relax your eyebrows and your eyelids. Relax your cheeks and your chin. Even notice how you can relax your jaw, just allowing your jaw to drop ever so slightly. I know for me that I hold a lot of tension in my jaw, so when I allow my jaw to soften, everything else just begins to soften. Just notice how you can soften all the tiny muscles that make up your facial expression now. When you soften your face in this way, you actually send a message down to the rest of your body, telling the rest of your body that you're allowing it to relax everywhere else. You are actually allowing your parasympathetic nervous system to switch on. That's just a fancy way of saying you are allowing relaxation in, just in your own way and in your own time, feeling your shoulders drop away from your ears, imagining a flow of relaxation traveling from your relaxed shoulders, down your arms, down past your elbows, down into your wrists, down even further into your fingers, into your thumbs into your fingertips. One arm might feel more relaxed than the other one and if that's the case, I'd like you to imagine how you can balance out that comfortable feeling from right to left and left to right, finding your own neutral, center, quiet. I'd like to use your imagination now Imagine that there is a spiral of relaxation that's now spiraling around your spine from the top of your spine, very slowly and gradually spiraling around each vertebrae individually, one by one, piece by piece. As that spiral of relaxation touches the next vertebrae down, I'd like you to imagine that you can relax just a little bit more so that by the time that spiral of relaxation travels to the middle of your spine, I'd like you to imagine what it would feel like if you were 50% more relaxed than you've ever been before. And as that spiral of relaxation continues to travel all the way down to the base of your spine now, imagine yourself just letting go fully, just as much as you are comfortable with right now, Allowing 
the relaxation to travel down your legs, the tops of your legs and the backs of your legs, the tops of your knees, the back of your knees, down into your shins, your calf muscles, all the way down into your ankles and right the way down into the soles of your feet and the tips of your toes, one by one, just letting go. And as you are relaxing now in your own way and in your own time, you know what, everyone relaxes so individually. There isn't a wrong way or a right way. There isn't a quick way or a slow way. There is your way. Your way is the right way for you. Some people like to relax really fast, kind of a bit like when they're walking into one of those fancy hotel showers, you know, with like the massive shower head with the rainfall shower and it's like really hot and you you literally turn it on and you feel the water traveling from the top of your head down into the tips of your toes and you can almost feel yourself instantly relaxed. Other people just like to take their time like we've just done here, just checking in with different parts of you and just noticing where you can soften out and smooth out gently and quietly. And now that you are relaxing, part of you is listening to the sound of my voice. And then the other part of you can just go off and drift and float into that kind of Sunday morning lying feeling. You know, when you're just lying in bed and you know that you don't really have to get up and you're warm and you're cozy. There's nothing really much to do, but you're so comfortable. And you can just allow your mind to drift and float while my voice just drifts and floats with you. And while you're here in this state, I want you to know that while you're here, this is you purely in your own flow state. This is where your mind is creatively opening up and giving you possibility, giving you useful ideas, motivating you, helping you tap into those resources that are yours, that are really useful to you, tapping into who you really are at the deepest level of you and bringing your wisdom to the forefront of your mind, helping you figure things out, even attracting you towards a situation or towards a certain person if that is the right way to go and also protecting you and keeping you safe, keeping you safe from people or places or situations that perhaps you don't really need to be involved with. And you can really now navigate this part of your mind because it's part of you. It's your intuition. It's your gut instinct. It's your flow. And as you connect with this part of you more and more, you start to guide your own life with this part of you active. And it's part of you that you know, you feel confident here because you've been here before. You feel safe and equipped and you have access to your own tools, your skills, your resources. And actually, you are motivated when you're in this part of your mind because you are excited about what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. And actually, as you focus on this, you start to find that different things come up for you. 
And actually, you don't even need to question them or judge them. You just notice them and they're just there. And it's nice to be in this flow state again, where you are the real version of you, unapologetically you. And you bring this awareness and this wisdom and this clarity back into your world and into your day with you. As you now connect back with the sound of my voice, I'm going to count up now. Five, you can hear my voice clearly. Four, just begin to feel whatever you're sitting down or lying down on now. Three, feeling that blanket on top of you or the clothes against your skin. Two, wiggling your fingers and your toes, bringing some energy back into your body. And one, when you're ready, opening your eyes and back in the room. Nice. Good job. Well done, you guys. I call my head like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was it for you, Andy? Uh, it was, I had different phases of, of reaction. Uh, it was really nice experience. So well, let's start with there. Um, mm. it, it felt uh, it, in, as an experience, like a mindfulness practice in some ways, because uh, it was centering my feelings and then, um, what I started to see and I, 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 I could associate with when you mentioned our, the REM sleep, I could see there was a moment when I was letting go and I didn't even know what the hell you were saying anymore. So you were really speaking to the subconscious. And then I noticed that on some level, there was a consciousness that I'm letting go. At, and then although I was surrendering, I wasn't completely surrendering to it because I'm like, oh, I'm still doing this. What if I don't wake up and then I've got to do this thing? So, but it wasn't so bad, but yet I saw that still there. Yeah. And, and regardless, didn't really matter. It was, there was, there was a, the difference for me, if I was to give the explanation of a mindfulness practice against the hypno practice, knowing that I'm not necessarily doing this all that often was that there was a degree to which um, when oh, I give you an example, this is very funny. I do breath work. And my breath work teacher hates me because what what I'll do in the breath work is I'll get a state and I'll let that state diffuse where I'm become nothing in this. It's it just a feeling of nothingness. And she doesn't like when I do that. She's like, no, no, no. Get centered again. Find yourself back again. She'll always say that to me because she'll see me just feeling this great relaxation. And she doesn't she wants me to focus and stay present in the experience. And what I noticed with hypno the hypnotherapy, I was losing that center. And, and, and I like that actually. So it, it's my tendency to feel spaciousness. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I'm giving the experience words. And I don't know how it was for you, Bambos, but that was, those are the words I'd, I'd, I'd give to it. So before I ask Bambos, I just want to reply to that. So yeah. That's perfect. So in a way, meditation or mindfulness, imagine you're holding a helium balloon in meditation or in mindfulness, you've got to stay holding the balloon. In hypnotherapy, you can let go of the balloon. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how it is. You're allowed to get into spaciousness as much as you want. And the more, the better, you know. And mm. actually, that's the trust part of the hypnotherapist and the client is that you trust that the hypnotherapist will say things to you that are useful in that state rather than not useful, right? So yeah. that's 
first part. That's why you've got, that's why you can let go fully and surrender completely and get into that space because in that space is magic. So Bambas. Like I want to rewatch it and see myself because in a way I could hear your words, but I, but I could no longer grasp words. Mm-hmm. But I do. I did experience that I, there was a complete letting go of. I, like um, it felt like a deep sleep, but not really. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So your conscious and subconscious come together, and it's like they have this little agreement with each other, and they'll say, like Andy was saying, "Hang on, I'm still doing a show here." I've got to keep some of myself switched on because, like, you know, I've got to kind of wrap it up at the end, <laughs> you know. So the conscious and the subconscious will just have this little agreement as to where you are now, how much control can this have, how much control can this have. And then it will have that little debate, and then you'll just allow that to, to play itself out, you know. Mm. So let's say, Andy, you were in – let's say this yeah. was a private session and you were lying on your bed – and you knew that you didn't have to kind of get up and do anything, you would have let your your subconscious would have gone, okay, it's fine, let's keep going. And your conscious would have gone, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll go over there. So, so question, Andy suffers uh, every year from, what do you call it, Andy? Like from colon. Oh, uh, allergies. Allergies. Is that something you could like kick out of his system? Yeah, I've done it for myself. I used to have a really, really bad cat allergy, which severe cat allergy. Randy, you're not going to suffer with this. Like, enough of that shit. And yeah. the second thing he suffers with every time he travels, he doesn't sleep. Like, he suffers from jet lag. We're talking for weeks on end. Oh, Andy, <laughs> come on. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay andy i've I've hooked you up (laughs) you know what i I remember one day i um i was having trouble sleeping and i turned on uh it was a mindfulness it felt more like hypnosis app i turned it on at 11 o'clock and i went to sleep to it and it was on like till six in the morning so actually this app was running the whole night and it was just this meditative voice like and 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 i never thought i'd be able to sleep with sound that would be that continuous but it was just it kept me in this certain state uh and and that's the point of it it's um about keeping you in uh the altered state of consciousness so rem theta state basically theta brainwave when you're in the theta brainwave um basically you just you you kind of stay so think about rem as a like, so here's, here's light sleep, here's REM sleep. So REM's underneath light. If you're only going up to REM and coming back down again, you don't ever get into light, which wakes you up, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you'll only get REM disturbed if something wakes you up that's kind of like a loud noise or a child comes into, into your bed or something or a dog jumps on you or whatever. You will wake up during a dream, but then um, – you know, you're a little bit, dis- you know, when you wake up in the middle of a dream, you're like completely disorientated. Yeah. Like, hang on, is this real? Is this happening? Did that happen? You don't really know where you are. You're not really meant to wake up from a dream like that because you're meant to go back down again into deep sleep. So when you wake up like out of the blue from a dream, that can be really disorientating. Um, and 
the stress in our stress bucket because the dream state is emptying the bucket like so like this is a bit of a strange one to explain but like say you're in REM and you your brain knows you've got like six minutes in mm. this cycle and say there's loads in the bucket it hasn't got enough time to empty all of it so it will try and empty as much as it can but then you'll come out of REM again into light and it will still be trying to empty. And then that's why you wake up again because your brain's going, oh, can't compute or whatever, you know? Yeah. So the reason reason why hypnosis, and we do it week after week as a practice, is because if we empty the bucket bit by bit by bit by bit by bit, then your sleep will just get into a really good state and then you will get into the natural cycle all on your own. And yeah. then I use audios for my clients every night for them to use the sleep audio um, for them to maintain that that homeostasis, basically. I'd love to share a side story. A few, maybe a year or two ago, Ronnie had this dream that uh, I was sleeping with all of her best friends, right? And then she woke up and then it was in that, point where the dream stayed real for her so she was like she was angry at me the, yeah. the like that whole day although like nothing had transpired even the friends didn't exist because they were just imaginary things yeah. so it was really funny the whole day i kept hugging her and said baby i'm so sorry can you forgive me because <laughs> it feels so real doesn't it <laughs> all of that emotion yeah. happened because that's your emotional stress bucket so yeah that's why the brain can't tell the difference between imagination and reality sometimes, you know? Yeah. So it's, that's a really good example. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way you're speaking, it reminds me of the time when I uh, overdosed on hallucinogenics for two months. I couldn't come out of the trip. Wow. And it was in a time where I was quite destructive with my abusive drug addiction and I couldn't separate dreams from reality. And now my question to you is, would, would hypnosis be something that you would have attempted on me? So if you think about hallucinogenic use, um, what can, are you allowed to say what it was exactly that you were using? Uh, I took everyday amounts of liquid LSD. Okay, so you're actually um, getting DM, that's DMT in a way, isn't it? So is LSD DMT? No, no. LSD is the acid, right? So what is, but that is releasing DMT in the brain. Yes. Not, not that I know of. I, I know I it know. distorts you with your brain cells, but. Um, there must be some kind of chemical that is releasing. So for uh, example, ecstasy releases a load of serotonin, cocaine mm. releases a load of dopamine, um, mushrooms release DMT. So what does acid release? About that, I don't know. That's a good question, but LSD is more chemical. So I would say mushrooms are, uh, I would say, more healthy. Yeah. So what, but what I'm interested in is what is being, what's actually being changed chemically in the brain. With you want that. me to prove it? <laughs> I think let's, that was. Let's say, let's say that it is, um, let's say that it's, because it's a trip. So if you think about a dream, when you're in the dream, that's quite trippy, like a normal dream, right? Because yeah. you're with your headmaster, you're bouncing on a trampoline that's made of marshmallow. And in the dream, you're like, yeah, this, this, is, this is happening. You don't yeah. question 
it. You don't judge it. You don't, you know, kind of dispute it. It's it's all going on. It's fine. And that's because the DMT that you are actually naturally releasing in your brain is being released <clears throat> at the very perfect, like it's drip feeding at the very perfect amount for you. So think about this then. When we go into trance, we release the right amount of serotonin, oxytocin, and dopamine, and DMT together mm -hmm. to make the perfect cocktail. So it's like some of my clients call it their legal high. You know, they do. That's, that's the word for it. And they're like, I've come to my legal high, you know, and I'm like, I should put that on my website. <laughs> but um, So it's kind of, you know, releasing the best chemistry that your brain has to offer mm -hmm. to you freely on demand. And that's, that's why you don't then need the additional support of the other chems, you know? So your question is a very long answer, sorry, but your question was, would hypnotherapy help? Yes, because it will rebalance you again chemically because that's what's happened when you have extra chemicals in your system. Mm. You're good for a long time or a little amount of time, however long the thing, the trip or the buzz lasts, and then it comes crashing down, you know, and that crash is um, basically uh, not nice. <laughs> and then the brain goes, oh, I didn't like that. Quick, let's get back to high again. Let's repeat what we just did because then that's what gets us back there again, right? So then the crash, the drop, the crash, the drop is just too much of a yo-yo effect for the brain. And mm. that's where we've got then other, you know, issues that kind of come into the psychology of you know over anxiety paranoia depression yeah um one more question if that's a candy Please. like we had a guest last week who had schizophrenia and he kind of overcame that mm. like like how about that like I've, i i always find all these labels quite extreme and yeah. and, and i don't really understand what it's like to be schizophrenic but How, how would that uh, – well, actually, I, I could, as he spoke. Mm. On that show, my body felt – I felt like vomiting. I wanted to actually leave the show now that I think about it. Yeah. So schizophrenia and a lot of um, labeled terms like manic depression or, you know, um, OCD, they have a, a, a massive, like, you know, edge-to-edge -edge thing going on, right? So it's like here or here. So what yeah. – therapy helps you with is understand your edges you know be familiar with them but also if you know how big your edges are end to end then you know where the middle is you know if you don't know where the edges are then you don't know where the middle is so it's always about you kind of have to know your edges to find your center that's the way I talk about it. so if like a schizophrenic mind mind would be like this voice and this voice you know which voice do i listen to but if you think about it we're all a bit schizophrenic because we all have 
polarized voices in our heads, right? We've got this one going, no, you can't do that. No, you're not good enough. No, that's a rubbish idea. Then you've got this one going, oh, but I need to show the world who I am. I need to shine and I need to like be bright. And then you've got this middle voice going, just calm down and just get on with it, you know? <laughs> so, you know, really schizophrenia is just an amplified version of that where one voice might be more compelling than the other one. You know, and if we can find the voice that is going to be useful to you and kind of weigh things up better, and that's basically what hypnotherapy does, then if you stick to that voice and you amplify that, give that one the microphone, everything starts to settle. Nice. Hmm. Do you, do you have... Um a spotify account where you where people can tune into your voice i have um my artist name on spotify is dipnotherapy Dipno <laughs> dipnotherapy and i have 11 tracks and they're not hypnosis tracks but they're um inspirational tracks with inspirational words and um, they're trance tracks as in trance as in the music trance as in trance yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> but trance, trance—it's a play on words, really, because trance music gets you in a trance. That's what it's called, trance music, right? Yeah. So I've used trance music with my words and my voice. So yeah, you—I think you'd love it. Go and go and check Dipnotherapy on Spotify. I think you'll love it. <laughs> nice. Mm. <sighs> I was noticing the. Um, that the experience we talked about, about that trance-like experience that I, I'm familiar with that from the breath work, but the breath work, you're getting it through this hyperventilating and your system is that, you know, your oxygen levels are so high that all of a sudden you kind of zone out and you're just, you know, you're almost like, you know, identity for that moment. And uh, it's curious to me, I now see all of these similar, what I call them just tools that people can access to feel grounded, more comfortable in their state of mind. And, and this feels like another thing that someone can always reach to. Hmm. Yeah, there are lots yeah. of avenues pointing to the same destination, aren't there? And this, yeah. it, it's always going to the same destination, really. Isn't yeah. it? Stillness, I, love. <laughs> yeah. Iris Offer, who has also been on the show, says that she's done, uh, she does uh, hyp hypnosis to put herself to sleep in the evenings, which is... Uh, mm. And she also, which was a nice statement, she asked, says, mindfulness is more awareness and hypnosis is more letting go. This is so beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And that, that's exactly with the helium balloon analogy, isn't it? Yeah. You know, mindfulness, meditation, hold on to the helium balloon. Keep holding yeah. on to it. Medit and hypnosis, you can let go of them. Let them float up into the sky. <laughs> it's nice. And wonderful. The bucket and this whole beautiful representation of stress and the overload of stress and the relieving it through REM sleep. That's something that, you know, it's funny. I, I, I know it intuitively, mm. but, um, but I also have never seen it presented so uh, simply. Mm -hmm. So I, I know if I've had a really good sleep, like my, my confidence in taking on challenges increases exponentially. And if I've had a long period of bad sleep, all of a sudden everything feels like a, a, a chore. Yeah. 
you know, even opening an email, every email becomes like, oh shit, you know, there's a potential bomb in, in this. Paper so. tigers, exactly. So we've got to get rid of that. You know, we've got to get rid of the stress. Obviously not get rid of the stress in the bucket. I think you can't empty the bucket. You you definitely can stop it overflowing. That's the yeah. problem. We overflow our bucket and we just, someone even said to me once, can I just get a bigger bucket? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that those people tend to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and buy the family <laughs> bucket. That's how it works. Um, the, um, I've got a, you know, when you have you ever taken that bucket on any of the BBC shows that you go on the morning? Because that looks like a perfect prop. I know I should do. I will yeah, do. Ne- time. Next time you go on, I want that bucket. I want you to call me. You know, I want you to say, Andy, the bucket down went. It went down great. <laughs> okay, I promise. Yeah. And, and you can do you can do this so he knows your. <laughs> oh yeah, do the wipe. Do that single wipe, like uh, <laughs> like an Austin Powers. One for you. One for you. You can do an Austin Powers look, you know. <laughs> um, is there anything else? I know that like your son is going off to college or he's going off to a proper college and now you've got an empty nest. So how does life feel now that the the one thing that gave your life meaning is now leaving? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't feel that they're leaving. That's the thing, you know. They they haven't left. They they're just doing their thing that involves what they need to do, you know. I so I'm still a mum, you know. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter where they go, even if they go to the moon, or if they decide to get on Elon's ship and go to Mars, you know, they're still my sons. Yeah, so they didn't leave. You know, they've never left, and they won't be leaving. They're just always there, and you know, the parenting that I have given them. Hopefully, goes with them. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious because the, the way Andy asked that question, I'm thinking he's going to get five more emails this evening. I <laughs> was when I asked that question. Usually, Vambos is sitting next to me on the sofa, and we can kind of squeeze each other's legs, just what? like. Um, hey, you know what was? Have we got time for me to pull you a card? Obviously, of course. Because today, this literally before I came on with you, I picked up my wisdom deck. Can you see that? Oh, yes. Can you see that? Or is it? Uh, it's a little bit overexposed. Let me put you on the main camera so we can get a good look at this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So let me turn this down. There we go. I don't know if you can see that properly. So wisdom, de- I picked this wisdom deck up. And there's a funny story about this. So last week, I've been doing like readings for people using other angel cards and things. And then I suddenly thought, I really want my own angel cards or my own wisdom deck. So I literally went, to, I went into trance and mm. I, I had that in my head. I was like, right, I need to download from somewhere wisdom cards. And then I went to sleep and then, well, I kind of woke up again. This is like at now three in the morning and I literally, my brain was going, bzzz. and so I had to get out of bed, get my computer, and literally make them. So that's how you can use trance. You can literally download stuff. It's amazing. I <laughs> mean, I, I love it. I'm and, and and I think that follows with all of the creativity in my life is that 
it comes to me and I just have to channel it. So yeah. if, if, if you, if you don't decide when or where it happens, but when it hits, you better be ready to channel it. Cause you don't often get another bite at that apple. You get out of bed and you just get on with it. Anyway, they're yeah. right today. So I'm going to pull you both a card, one each. Please. And this will be your message for the day. Mm. So, so I will do Andy first. Cause he's looking keen. <laughs> All right, let's see. This is the first time I'm doing a reading from my wisdom deck. Oh, great. I'm excited about this. Okay, I'm feeling this card. Whoa! Wisdom itself. <laughs> nice. So let me read it to you. So there's a, a mind message and mm. a, a body message and a soul message. So mm-hmm. the, the word for the mind is clarity. So I'll kind of let that sit in your mind. The word for the body is stillness. And the word for the soul is peaceful. Mm. So I'm going to read you your affirmation. And I can send you a picture of this afterwards so you have it. So it's when I connect with the deepest part of my being, I seem to know things. I don't know how I know, and I don't question or doubt my knowing. I have an awareness that I can tap into at all times. I can connect with this knowing instantly and easily. Doesn't sound anything like me. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, (laughs) Bambos is going to use this fucking card against me forever. (laughs) I'll send you a picture of it. Please do. Vanvos, you go next. Ready? Okay, let's see. Which one for you? Hmm. This one. Oh. Can you see that? Awake. It says awake. Mm, nice. Okay, I will read the mind. There's the word for your mind, Vanvos, is alive. Alive mind, the word for your body, connected, the word for your soul, aware. Okay, and I'll read your your affirmation. I am aware of everything and my energy is vibrating at a new level. I feel alive and connected to the world within me and outside of me. I am awake and ready to live with full awareness of the multifaceted reality that life has to offer. Nice. 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 Thank you. Buy one, get one free. (laughs) Very (laughs) fitting for both of us. (laughs) Beautiful. A question for you before we, if people want to see whatever you're doing or connect with your activities or buy wisdom cards, then where would they do that? Oh, it's just my website, really. It's just my name. It's quite easy. Diptytate.com. Nice. Um, I love so. it. Yeah, Valmas posted it. Thank you for being with us. Yes, we love you as always. Thank you and, for asking and, me. And, uh, Big hugs. Thank you. Namaste. Bye. Bye. It's a wonderful chaos.